When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on! You're ready! Welcome, Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. What I am so glad I was a kid because I didn't have to like try and date one of you we during that era. We were so oh, man, I had abs though. I had abs back then. Yeah, you had abs and I had thumb rings and frosted yeah. tips. Dave and Mahoney. I get the Dave and Mahoney show, but you gotta give Audrey top billing on that because she's got the look. How rude. There's a contingent of older women who find Dave and I to be very cute. And if you don't believe us, you should have been with Mahoney and I at the Adam Lambert concert in Houston, <laughs> Texas. Dave and Mahoney. <laughs> You're not a big Jew. Judas Priest fan, huh? <laughs> don't, don't you clap. Don't you say that about me. I'm a huge Judas Priest fan. Who's the lead singer? <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> no. This is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first? They're Audrey. Dave, let's start today's show. What's my news? Yeah, brain worms, brain worms, brain worms. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you've had butt worms before. <laughs> I finally told my boyfriend about the butt worms so you that t- you would never be su- he would never be listening and then like surprised you, by the butt worms. You had to preemptively tell him about the Alabama butt worms so that way I wouldn't accidentally torture your relationship. Like you knew that there was one secret in your life that you could not recover from if you didn't share it with him in advance. All right, so listen, for those of you who don't know, I had pinworms when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of a normal thing because I was a nail biter as like a kid. And when I say a kid, it was like under five. I was under five years old. So that's where Alabama buttworms came from. Mm-hmm. So shut up, Dave Farah. <laughs> you don't have to bring that up right now. I feel like that's the sort of thing where, you know, like if you are divorced and you've got a couple of kids, like you want to let them know pretty early on in the date. Otherwise, you know, if you're like four dates in and then you let them know, oh, yeah, I've got this whole other family. I mean, surprise. there's no like it's not like some scar war tale. Like where if you, if you were to see what was back there, there's like <laughs> scars of pinworms past. Like nobody wouldn't know. So this is a <laughs> so this is a parasite that is typically found on rats and slugs, and they can jump to mammals, and they're becoming more widespread in the southeastern United States, raising concerns about increased risk to humans. So this comes from a new study that the rat lungworms could jump to humans and infect human brains. Okay, so where do we need to start? Uh, do not kiss any rats. So it's well, rats. Well, don't, don't open mouth kiss any rats. So if you have barn cats, mm-hmm. if you live in the southeast and you have barn cats, I feel like that's pretty a pretty good way for you to like maybe don't touch the barn cats because they might be catching rats. Feral cats, yeah, generally not a great idea. So yeah, anyone out there that's listening that has barn cats, I mean, Dave, I agree. <laughs> barn cats are not an anomaly. Like people have barn cats, people no, have but, land, but you have to have a barn, right? You have to have land. Otherwise, just a cat. No, I mean, barn cats is kind of like a, just like you said, a general term for a feral cat. Yeah. If you have feral cats yeah. in the vicinity. All over the place, yeah. People, even in cities, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a feral cat. For sure, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. I feel like you... <laughs> you, you are the buttworm expert You here. lived in the southeast. You know what a barn cat I, is. Of course. It's a tabby I mean, cat, a feral tabby cat. I've never heard it called a barn cat, to be fair. But I, I respect your choice of words. You also live in Minnesota. Were there not barns there? Well, I mean, no. What <laughs> kind of Minnesotan are you? I now mean, I'm shaming you for being a poor Minnesotan. Not like poor in, in finances, but like that was I, well, a bad, bad, bad. I was a poor Minnesotan and I did and not. And you didn't have not, any barn cats? I wasn't wealthy enough to have a barn, okay? And so I didn't have any barn cats. Some good news today as well. I've never barn uh, cats so much in my life. After... <laughs> After years of you know starting out as a dishwasher, moving up into a uh, restaurant owner in Salt Lake City, he said, uh, "You know, look, when we moved to America, we had nothing in our names. We had twenty dollars in our pocket. We started working in the restaurant business as dishwashers, and so this guy has actually turned into a pretty successful 
restaurateur, and recently there was a group of about 20 friends that came into his restaurant, and they said, hey, um, Alfonso, can you come with your crew? So they rounded up the staff, and the group that had just eaten there, the group of 20, pulled out $10,000 in cash to surprise. And hooked up Alfonso. That's right, Alfonso. <laughs> the uh, the group wanted to be sure their server got $2,000 of the tip. The Sick. rest of it was split up amongst the restaurant staff, who many of them were, were crying because they were so happy. So generosity still exists out there. It's going to suck when you have to pay your taxes. It was cash. No, it was oh, cash. it was cash? Yeah. Nice. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Audrey, I know that you spent a lot of time on TikTok, and there's a lot of trends on TikTok over the years that we have kind of gone, man, what are you doing? Like, just stop that, you know, with a lot of the stupid challenges where people are getting hurt and things like that. It didn't just start on TikTok, though. Oh, for sure. Definitely not. I mean, it's been around since the dawn of time where it was like, I double dog dare you to do this right, right now. It's just people are filming it and you see a lot of that sort of people thing. People are snitching on themselves. That's what I got a problem with. Yeah. And so they're doing it again. Um, there's a new thing, a new trend, I guess, on social media, mm. uh, not just TikTok, but uh, there's a, there's adults that are buying Barbie dolls and they're filming themselves while doing it and they're doing it for emotional support. So what? they're saying that obviously this uh, this movie racked up a whole bunch of you know money at the at the box office, but I guess the trend right now on social media is that they're seeing a lot of grown men and women filming themselves hitting up local toy aisles and picking out the new Barbie dolls for themselves, all for the sake of fulfilling their inner child and achieving emotional support. Like, bro, can you just shut up? Like, can so you just go this buy? Is These are a the do- bromie adults, like where it's like My Little Pony. Adults, which those exist, they call themselves bromies, and now we are now transferring that into the Barbie world. If you need emotional support from a plastic doll, okay, but can you just do that and not have to broadcast it? Like, what is wrong with people? So man? it's not necessarily like we're sitting here saying like emotional support, like parrots and bringing them on airplanes for clout that's or whatever. Stupid too. I know, but that's that's clearly for clout. This yes. feels like we're calling it something that it's not. It's not like an emotional support Barbie. You're just trying to figure out like your childhood because everybody who's a millennial, I guess, feels like they were like robbed of their childhood to some degree. Everyone's That's what just I'm hearing such from a victim. This. Like, so oh, drama. I'm just so emotionally broken that I need something to bring me. Your happiness. parents were trying their best in the moment. I think once we realize that, like, give your parents some freaking slack. Not everything. You are not the center of your parents' universe. They were also trying to figure out things too. Yeah, they so also go ahead, went to war. Like, just. Yeah, get your Barbie and have some self-reflection about how you feel like everything deserves to be about you. Oh, my God. It's just so (laughs) exhausting, man. It's like you're 38 years old. We don't need to see you weeping on TikTok because you got a Barbie that reminds you of your youth. Tighten up. You can just pick it up and look at it. Right. And like then, then be like, oh, that reminds me of happy times. Oh yeah, or be a fan of Barbie. Get the Barbies. Go do to the movie. Thing. Dress but up. Do also, your thing. There's something that you need to unpack there about yourself. Quit being a victim. I can't stand that anymore. I'm sorry. Like you don't need to be calling it your emotional support, Barbie. I hate that crap. Like tighten up. There <laughs> is so many people out there that have such main character energy. They want to make it all about them. They feel like they're doing. Some kind of service by weeping on TikTok because they're holding a plastic doll. But also, it's embarrassing. What? The weirdest main character energy ever. Like, think about it, okay? You're right. saying you're a main character where you're needing to go and solve your inner child's woes. Would you go see that movie? <laughs> I would not go see that movie. You are literally talking about a movie called the Barbie movie that made you happy in some sort of way because it was a comedy and you're flipping it to be depressing. You know, Audrey, you, uh, you, you're a big fan of Joe Burrow as well, and I am too. And, you know, I'm, I don't really like the Cincinnati Bengals because I don't have any affiliation with them. I didn't go to LSU or anything like that. Uh, but there's something that Joe Burrow said not that long ago that I just gave me so much respect for him. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's okay for you to work on yourself in private. Like Fair. if you if you're getting some kind of emotional support from a Barbie or you're at the gym or whatever it is, you don't need to broadcast that to the, the entire world. Like there is just something to be said about working really hard to improve yourself and not having to drag the whole internet into it. Not everyone deserves access to you. Right. Keep things to yourself and make things happen for yourself. Because you want it and you deserve it, not because you need the admiration of strangers from the internet. And specifically, keep it to yourself if your <laughs> snot nose crying in a toy aisle at Walmart. No, you know what? Keep snot nose crying. I'm going to watch and I'm going to get it. This is the Dave and Mahoney 
show. Please leave a message after the beep. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. 833-YO-DUMMY. Well, them crunch right on top of everything, ain't they? They're bad wine, they're cell phones. Uh, and I have a thing on them cell phones myself, you know. That is uh, the deal with the popcorn popping. I don't put these things next to my head. Speakerphone all the time. Think about that. Message deleted. He's trying to communicate with us. I know it. What did you say? He is trying to tell us something. I do think that I caught some part of it, though, that he was saying... Chris, I don't know if you can help us decipher, but is he saying that he only talks through the speakerphone of his phone because it will the radiation maybe from your but, phone will create popcorn in your head, the, aka your brain will scramble? Or is he talking about it sitting on top of a microwave with the popcorn popping? Like what? You can take this any way you want, honestly. Okay, listen, this could go anyway. This is only twenty seconds long. I want to run this back and just play see, by play. Okay, see, here we yeah. go. Do okay, it in sections. Put them pressure right on top of everything, ain't they? They're bad wine or cell phones. Ah. So so far I got bad wines and cell phone. No, so but what but what was the first part, Dave? You went so fast. You went so fast. Uh, I heard sugar water. Sugar water? No, I did not hear that. <laughs> well, them pressure right on top of everything, ain't they? They're bad wine or cell phones. Uh. Sounded like uh, there's pleasure right on top of everything, or pressure right on top of everything. I, I'm, I'm going to go with pleasure. I don't think that's bad it. wine and cell phones. Okay, so uh, swing and a miss. Here we go in a section two. Well, I have a thing on them cell phones myself. You know that is uh. The deal with the popcorn popping. Popcorn. Okay. Cell phones so and cell popcorn phones popping. and popcorn popping. Okay. So radio got, radio waves, I'm thinking. We, we only have six seconds left here, so trying to... Oh, boy. I don't put these things next to my head. <laughs> I don't put these things next to my head. Okay. And then he says speakerphone on always. Next. Okay, so I think that he is saying that he does not like cell phones because we did have that story from a few days ago where he was talking about, like, the radiation it was like the iPhone 12 got, they stopped selling it in France yeah. because there's too much radiation that it was putting off. Okay. Speakerphone all the time. Think about that. Speakerphone okay. all the time. Well, I think was, about I that. am thinking, sir. I'm thinking so hard about what you're like saying. The way that this guy talks is, think he, uh, is nice. Do you think he starts the microwave and then like hits start and then like runs away 20 feet? Like, you're not going to pop my brains, you see? <laughs> Please leave a message after the tone. Yeah. So, my husband and I bought the eight foot bat demon from Home Depot. Yeah. Put it in the front yard with a whole bunch of skeleton bits and horse heads and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like doing the flames of hell. And then we have the pumpkins ah. scattered throughout the yard and then some winged bats throughout the yard as well. Our neighbor is very religious and apparently we offended her and scared her grandchildren. But we told them we're not taking it down because it's our right to have it you know, in our yard. So my question is to you, do you just say what we say, like there are two entries and exits, just go the other way? Or would you say, you know what, I'll take it down for you. I want y'all's opinion. Message deleted. I mean, whenever you were telling me what you were doing with your front yard, that's you, that's your, that's your personal thing. I was thinking about how I think if I were going to be decorating for Halloween, I like the cutie, the cutesy side of Halloween. Like I personally am not like not pretending that hell. my front yard is hell. Yeah. But I mean, you do you. Everybody's got their own flavor. But again, I agree with you. It's your front lawn. Also, um, it's Halloween. It's, like just yeah. chill. Like the ones where it's exceptionally gory and it looks like there's a bunch of decapitated people. Did like you see that story this yes, week? That, yes. Like that, I, don't, that, like, I don't, don't like that and I don't get that. I don't like that either because like there's kids that aren't going to understand that that's fake. If you get the demon bat from Home Depot that says Seven foot tall. Yeah, like, clearly that's not. That's, that's a little excessive. Still, I don't know. I, I as somebody who has been pricing out gigantic zombies and werewolves from Home Depot, I am offended. I just find it odd. I don't know. There's just nothing. I feel like you can put so much out into the universe, and you just wanting like dead things in your front lawn is yeah. just odd. It's not for everyone. I think that there's probably Everyone's a balance to flavor. it. But yeah, like they match the dead trees and bushes that I don't take care of. <laughs> like, what do you do for Christmas? Like, I, I'm just curious what your flavor is. Do you put like dead Jesus out too? Oh come on! I don't know. I'm just curious. That wasn't Christmas. What do you do? <laughs> so I was abducted by aliens. Uh, I seen the ship hovering, approached it. A light came down and took me into the ship. 
They took me, put me on a table, hooked me to a machine that sucked five gallons of semen out of me. They had a hell of a time getting me off that ship. Message deleted. Uh-huh. I almost thought that was a real story. So I don't get the joke. Is there, did I not get it? Yeah, like he, like he liked it so much they had a hard time getting him off the ship, you know. And then I mean, if you're off. if you're doing five gallons, you're turning to dust, brother. Dave and Mahoney, you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. Audrey, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why are women so strange? Um, well, I don't agree. Okay. <laughs> what, what what's going on? So you got this trip coming up. You're going to to oh, Italy. Yes. And you're very excited about it. Uh huh. And you uh, have been packing for months. Months. And you realized just earlier this week or last week that you've been packing all wrong because the weather is going to be too hot over there for all the super cute outfits that you picked out for your trip. Showing you a photo. I have my suitcase on the floor mm-hmm. with stuff half-packed in there yeah. at the moment. Um, but the fact that you've been preparing for months is just very interesting to me. And I've been preparing all wrong. So let me ask you this, though, because this is something that has to do with not actually preparing by packing, but in another way, uh, my wife is actually going out of town today. She's going to go up to Seattle, kids on fall break. They're going to go run around pumpkin patches, as you do. <laughs> Pack the sweaters. It's pretty cold there right it's now. It's going to be a little chilly. They're looking forward to some, chilly. Cool, there's some cool weather, the whole bit. My dad's girlfriend was at a Seattle uh, Seahawks game last night in a parka. I don't oh. know about a little chilly, Dave. I think it's like you need to bring... Some we'll bring some coats. We'll bring some coats. But um, do you do this thing where before you leave for a trip, you like to make sure that the house is clean? Absolutely. Absolutely? Like, without question. What there, do you there, mean? There is never a time where I am leaving for a trip and I don't clean my house before I go. Why? <laughs> because. <laughs> Why? Uh, laundry, laundry has to be done. Okay. And like there can't be dishes in the sink. Sure. Like, I mean, like I mean, not necessarily like I'm not like full blown like vacuuming or stuff, but I mean like things need to be like. So my wife. Up. And I don't want things to be caught up. Her mom, who is in town right now, she's from Seattle, so she's going back with them later today. Uh, they were doing like a deep clean with like they were like cleaning the interior and the exterior of the windows of our house yesterday. Oh, well, she had help, so that was probably nice. Well, what is that? What the why? What does this have to do with going on this trip? I mean, I think that's the extra mile. I think Mm -hmm. your wife is really making all other women in this moment feel like uh, maybe we should be doing more. Okay, let me ask you this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should be doing a little bit more um, because I do not take it to that extreme, but now I'm second-guessing myself. Okay, so if you have somebody that comes to clean your house, do you clean your house before the cleaners come? (laughs) To a degree. That does happen. Why? To a degree. It's not that you clean the house. It's that you just tidy up any embarrassing messes. Sure. Sure, I mean, put away the rubber fist, but like beyond that, like what do you mean? Well, no, but I also want- coming to clean. I want them to focus on certain things, right? Uh, so it's like if if everything else is dirty, then they're not going to be like paying attention to the baseboards. You know what I mean? If there's so much to clean before we actually get to the stuff that I want cleaned, then that's going to take up so much time. And usually people charge you by the hour. So, so you're I, saying this is like me flossing before I go to the dentist and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, I do this all the time. Yeah. They're, 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 they're always flossed perfectly. Yeah. You know what's I swear so funny? My teeth never bleed like this. Yeah, this is the first time. <laughs> all dentists know. It's virgin <laughs> teeth. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The worst cover songs on the internet have landed here for your enjoyment. It's Cover Your Ears on Dave and Mahoney. Mike is joining us today for a round of Cover Your Ears. Mike, I assume that you're a big fan of rock music, which is probably why you're listening to this radio show. These are some of the biggest rock songs that have ever been performed. But the challenge here, of course, is that these are covers of those really big songs and they're uploaded to the internet. We don't have a ton that are very popular today. You know, the, Audrey, the last couple of times we played this game, we've had a few that are in the millions of views. Okay. The most popular one today for you, Mike, has 813 views. You ready for this thing? Quietly. Okay. <laughs> Tell the dogs <laughs> to cut it out. You those dogs to shut up. <laughs> you are on the radio. Yeah, they always interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Mike. Then the damn garbage truck's getting ready to come by. Okay, well, we'll see yeah. if we can hear that in the background. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Here we go with number one. That one's got 103 views on that bad boy. Do you know it, Mike? Yeah, they didn't do it justice. But that's Rocky Like a Hurricane by the Scorpion. Yes, sir. Full point. Well done. You're on the board. This next one is the most popular one. It's got 813 views from the Night Owls. Good luck. Stop it right there. Yeah. 30 seconds is up. Mike, you're giggling. That's good, right? Yeah, kind of. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me while I kiss this guy. No. Oh. No, no. I'm drawing a blank. Audrey, can tag you can tag her in if you want to help. You know what? I would like that, please, because oh. I just drew a blank. Okie dokie. You were, I could see where you would get that confused, honestly. Yeah. Um, Hell's Bells, ACDC. That's right. Audrey got you covered oh, there. Oh, it's all right. It's all good. That's uh, that's what the lifelines are for. We got two more to go here. 23 views on this bad boy. If you get this right, you're going to win today, Mike. Good luck. Well, I'll play along Thank with you. a charade. That doesn't seem to be a reason to change. Oh, but I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. Well, I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably moot. Because she's watching him with those eyes. She's loving him with that body, I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late, late at night. And we'll stop it right there, believe it God, or not. That sounds like everybody's drunk uncle that has a lake house. <laughs> On a oh, dirty wow. lake. A On dirty a dirty lake. lake. Uh, 23 views from AJ the Mac. Mike, you <laughs> shut have the no door. more lifelines. Yeah. It's, if you, you can miss this one, you'll still be okay. We'll, we'll go on to the fourth and final one. But, yeah, lifeline is burned. I I couldn't even tell you on that one. That had me baffled. Yeah. Your dog's trying to tell you that was Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. Wow. That's all right. Late, late at night. I don't know why he was singing like that. I, 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 I didn't enjoy it. You bother me. Some, he was, the way he was saying moot. Okay, so Mike, the last one here... The, uh, the lifelines are gone. I will, I will tell you this much, though. If you listen to the show regularly, this could be a hint for you. Mahoney one time dressed up as this artist for Halloween. He didn't know that. <laughs> that is such a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. That's a deep cut story. Good luck. This one's <laughs> only got 17 views, but here we go. You can win it or lose it right here. Boy, that's tough. <laughs> uh, oh, my Lord. I can feel something inside me say. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. And I usually win. I usually win at this game. Mm -hmm. I know. I believe by journey. Believe. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. It was yeah. a believe, believe by share. I'm share. sorry. Yeah, that was... That was kind well, of a tough one. Yeah, kind of a yeah. tough one. Yeah, that but, song was massive. But, but as we know, wow. a halfie doesn't count. All right, Mark is on the phone with us, so Mark, it all comes down to this. You get this right, you win. You get it wrong, you lose. Fair enough? Sounds good. 81 views on this bad boy, and this is another outlier. Here we go.
should have seen rock. how hard Audrey was vibing out with that. That is First hilarious. First of all, I love that song. Secondly, <laughs> I love that he sang it like it was 2000s Divorce Dad Rock. That's exactly what it was. Mark, for the win, do you know it? I believe it's I'm Never Gonna Dance Again by Spandau Ballet. No, man. <laughs> I mean, it could. People teach us things all the time. Was that... The original song the original was it by that version. in 1926? I don't know. I don't no, know, man, that's, that's, care- that's Careless Whisper by George Michael. Oh. Oh, I know. I knew that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thanks for playing today, and thanks for keeping your dogs quiet. This is the Dave and Mahoney this Show. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Blitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, I don't know if you were a big fan of The Office over the years. Was that one of your shows? No. Hmm. Took you a while to figure that out. No, because everyone around me seems to really enjoy it, and I get a little self-conscious whenever I say that I'm not invested into The Office like ecosystem like everyone seems to be. I'm the same way. Like, I never got into The Office and watched it regularly. Obviously, I've seen some episodes. I thought that they were funny. Right. I uh, see all the stuff on social media. That's funny. Right. Uh, but I never really got into it. Well, this could be an opportunity for both of us then because The Office is in the works to have a reboot, according no. to Puck News. Nope. Um, is Steve Carell going to be in it? Well, that's the big question. Is it unclear if Steve Carell or John Krasinski or Jenna Fisher or Rain Wilson, any of the big stars that made The Office The Office? Is it going to be the original be writing cast as well? Not sure. Minnie Kaling? Okay, so here's the thing is that um, Steve Carell has been asked in the past whether or not you're going to be able to like recreate The Office of what it was, and you just can't. That humor definitely was living at a certain time. And people want to, people pine almost like romanticize for certain things like that. And I just yeah. don't think it can live in 2023, not in the same way. Well, and Steve Carell, you know, he's he's gone on to be an even bigger star. But even when The Office was still going at a full clip, like he left the show. Right. So would he come back and would it be something where it was for more than a season or two? I just can't imagine that Steve Carell's bandwidth and interest is going to be there to go back to a show. It worked well for him at the time. I think he's past that now. I agree. Yeah, so, um, okay, we'll see whether or not this uh, turns into anything real, but at least right now there are rumors that The Office is coming back. Uh, Dane Cook went out and got married. Oh, uh, he, to the girl who he's been in love with since she was 14 and then waited until she was 18. Boy, that's real creepy. <laughs> oh, when I and put it that way? Yeah, uh, man, yeah. it's pretty freaking creepy. Uh, he married a fitness instructor, Kelsey Taylor, at a private estate in Hawaii over the weekend. He said, we chose Hawaii because it's such, such a special place in our hearts and our relationship. I was on tour as a comedian there, and she was there with her family because she was 11. And that's when we first met. No, uh, Well, the, aren't they like... Boys like her, her dad and him, yeah, and like that's how uh, he's known her. Uh, yeah, the I couple mean, got like, engaged in July of last year. They've been together for five years, but yeah, that whole thing with Dane Cook. Like I, I feel bad for Dane Cook with the way he got robbed blind he was by robbed. his by his half brother and business manager and all that stuff. But also like. There's a there's a there's a level of creepiness there, which yeah, I have a man, real hard you can be an icky person, and we like. You still get robbed and we'll feel bad for you because, like, nobody wants that to happen. But, like, you're still an icky person. That definitely is just, like, dr- like oozes with ick. Ugh. So, former UFC champion Israel Adesanya has issued an apology to his family and fans after pleading guilty to drunk driving, saying he was wrong to get behind the wheel. So, the incident happened on August 19th. He had dinner and some drinks with some friends in New Zealand. He was driving home. He came to a random breath unit and allegedly had a reading of 08 Seven, mm. which is actually considerably over in New Zealand. In New Zealand, the legal limit is .05, whereas it's .08 here in the States. So he said in a statement, I know that people might follow me, and I want them to know that this behavior is not acceptable. So he pleaded guilty. Uh, sentencing is scheduled for the beginning of next year. Oh. Pauly Shore wants to play Richard Simmons. You uh, you were talking about this yesterday. They are the same person. I feel like this is actually like pretty good casting. Yeah, yeah. that he casted himself. He just is waiting for Richard Simmons to uh, give him blessing. I guess he's like having some conversations already with Richard Simmons. Like he he's like, hey, I've reached out. We're talking. We expect to talk more. But like, is anyone really? If you're a producer, going, you know what? The right guy for our starring role in this multi million dollar project is. Holly Shore. I I agree, but I also don't think that there's somebody who fits the bill better. I'm just not really sure if we're excited for this type of biopic. I mean, the one for Weird Al, and I would even say that Weird Al was a massive, massive celebrity, especially for people like your generation, like Gen X. Yeah. 
And that didn't even really bill. Yeah, and that, I mean, that... And there was so much hype for it. And then, like, nobody would go see else. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Daniel Radcliffe. I know, I know. <laughs> so it's like, who do we really think is going to be the success story here? Daniel Radcliffe, who still flopped at a uh, Weird Al biopic, or Polly Shore as you know Richard Simmons. Maybe you're right. Maybe that's just weird enough that people would be like... Okay, I'm going to go hate watch this. Yeah. I just want to see. Call or text the Dave and Mahoney Show anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY. That's Y-O-D... What? Hold on. Y-O-D-U-M-M-Y. There's, isn't there a B in there? Have you ever hurt yourself, some kind of injury, right before a big life event? Rhonda is joining us. Hey, Rhonda, how you doing? Hi, guys. So what happened to you? Yes, um... Well, I was a senior, and uh, in the 80s, I was curling my hair before actually the track meet that morning, and I dropped the curling iron in my eye, and it was, you know, a horrible scrambling of the eye. It became like a scrambled egg, and my dad had to drive quite a ways. We lived out in the country uh, to a hospital, but my senior prom was that night, actually. Oh, so you got curling iron to the eye right before the prom. Did you have to, like, what did you do? Did you put a big bandage over it? Like, did you still go to the prom? Did you, like, bedazzle the eye patch to match the same color as, like, your corset (laughs) to to your, your, that actually would have moved. I would have thought of that. But I had my strapless white prom dress, senior prom, and then the white patch matched perfectly. Did did you still have a sweet little prom date kiss, though? Like, did the the boyfriend mind? Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, he he took good care of me because I was kind of a little loopy from painkillers, which was nice and new for me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice and new. (laughs) And that's how she started her addiction. Thanks to the Sackler family. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it starts. Rhonda, thanks for the call today. We appreciate you. Uh, Chris joining us. What's up, Chris? Hey, I I have a couple. I've been to a lot of injuries and have things happen, but I think the one that takes the cake is uh, I was doing fugitive recovery and I was going to start working as a corrections officer with a buddy of mine and I was in training. Fugitive and recovery? Is that like I, being a bounty hunter? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, bounty hunting. That's oh. not the important part of the story, Dave. I mean, that's kind of cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did bounty hunting, bodyguard work, and private security back east. And then I got into corrections. But when I got into corrections and I was in training, I went for a routine checkup, and uh, they did a scope, and I found out I was diagnosed with colon cancer. Holy moly. So you're about to start a new job, and then you get hit with colon cancer? That's fairly serious. Well, I mean, you're talking to us right now, so I assume that you you made your way through it pretty well. Yeah, I, I put off the surgery to finish my training. As a man does. We were talking about this earlier. What's up with that? It's just just a little cancer. I got work to do. Just my colon. And then when I tried to come back to work, they told me at first, they're like, you're going to have to resign. I'm like, dude, I wasn't out playing softball and broke my ankle. I said, this is cancer. I I didn't cause this. Wow. And, um, they were worried about the insurance. Yeah, exactly. But they let me come back and everything else. And then when I was moving out here to be a corrections officer, I had come out, I accepted the job, and I was still working back home, and I had to respond to an incident, and uh, there was an inmate going off, and I had to get go hands-on with him and take him down. And in the takedown, I blew my knee out. Jeez. So I was scheduled to come out here for a physical for state corrections, and I blew my knee out back there, so I had to kind of slow play it. Chris, so you I, live yeah, a wild yeah. life, and I love that we have got a bounty hunter that listens to this show. That just that adds some street well, cred. I mean, he's got one good knee left. You might be able to outrun him. <laughs> he's got no colons and one good knee, but he'll still beat you down. I don't know. You can maybe oh, outrun him. Hey, Chris, thanks for the call today, brother. We appreciate you. That is just wild. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Do you have a complaint? Yes. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Stop using debit cards. They're terrible. They're susceptible to fraud. It's just a pain in the butt to deal with if that happens. Get yourself a credit card, even if it's a $300 balance. Use it to make purchases. Pay it off weekly with checking account. Use your checking account to pay bills, not to make purchases. Push notifications on credit cards. Easier to dispute. Easier to cancel. Easier to get a replacement card. Stop using your debit card, people. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Message man. Deleted. I 
am trying to learn what? teach myself that because there's points, Mahoney would be of just we should have saved that conversation for Mahoney, Mr. Points King over there. Ugh. Like he he Who is has time such to a, think about all this stuff. No, but man, it's like so I go to the store too. and there is a, a machine and I've got my debit card. I'm gonna use my debit card at the machine because it's just there and yes, it is susceptible to fraud. Like for example, I have a business debit card, and I got a call one time from my bank, and they're like, "Hey, uh, are did you just withdraw twelve hundred dollars in Denver?" And I'm like, "Hmm, no, I'm actually in Miami right now, so not possible. Why?" And they're like, "Well, somebody cloned your business debit card, and this is a debit card that I very, very rarely use. I remember this? I don't really use the pin ever, so it just it struck me as incredibly odd that somebody was able to get it." But it's the same process with the bank. Like, they refunded the money after they realized See, that and confirmed I wasn't lying to them. That didn't happen to me. I mean, I've had my debit card hacked a couple times, and one of which was a bunch of charges in Russia. And and I had to, like, fill out a form and dispute the charge. I'm like, what is there to dispute? I'm in I don't, America. I'm not in Rungeon. My card yeah. is being used. Like, why do I even have to fight against this? And I see his point there. The problem with credit cards, though, is that, like, you don't have to, like, pay it all back right away. Mm. You know, sometimes you'd be like, oh, I could pay that balance off. Or I could not and use that money when for When you were something. filling out the form, did you call yourself Vladimir Disputin? <laughs> Good, Dave. That was really good. How long were you holding on to that one? Uh, I just... <laughs> <laughs> message after the tone. Vladimir Disputin. <laughs> Dude, that was good. Well, if we're going to go there with Santa Claus... Then we have to go there with the Tooth Fairy. He's just a creeper that likes to watch people sleeping. Kind of like Audrey. He's just figured out that if he leaves them a quarter, they're okay with it. Message deleted. <laughs> I... I've never thought about the Tooth Fairy being like, well, your money is on the dresser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your money's under the pillow. Like, what kind of weirdo? What like... kind of weirdo wants to buy your teeth anyway? <laughs> the... Right? Like, yeah. the that kind sounds of sick like... monster is just sitting here. bracelets He's out of it. A, I've got a necklace of teeth. I <laughs> just got those last night. Why do we lie to our kids? About all these things. We don't, Chris. This is all true. Chris clearly <laughs> has no children. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. So the disclaimer here is that, you know, obviously you hope that this guy gets whatever help that he needs. But, man, I'm having a real hard time getting on board with this guy being a victim. So the dude from The Bachelorette that faked his own death, allegedly, uh, where he posted that thing on social media saying that he had passed away. And then there was like a over a day where he didn't contact anyone to let them know that that was not the case. And even when TMZ was reaching out to his family members, they were saying no comment and hanging up like all of it's just really weird. And then he comes out and says, oh, LOL, just kidding. I was hacked. I'm not actually dead. And they're like, well, doesn't it seem a little strange that that you didn't bother to contact anyone. In fact, we were contacting you, and you weren't taking our calls. Also, even very you odd dead. thing to do to try and contact the dead. Yeah, like the hey, presumed dead. He, he's dead. Let's uh, let's just call him and make sure. Let's just see. Yeah. Double check. <laughs> like what in the world? Oh, let me let me text him first. I mean, he gets I get annoyed when I call. That's one day. That's one way to get a confirmation. Um, but yeah, I feel like probably the family was just trying to protect him if they knew that he was like off of his freaking rocker. Um, because clearly he is. There's yeah. no way that you just fake a death and say LOL JK after the fact. I mean, like this guy needs to. On it. I, I don't want to say, like, get him some pills, but, I mean, this man needs to be well, he, evaluated He is. He's saying that he is going to, and, again, like, this is the part where he's, like, being extraordinarily dramatic again. He's playing the victim and all this stuff. He said, for the last month, I've received hundreds of hateful messages and unending harassment related to my account being hacked. I wish I was stronger, but I can't take it anymore. I am logging off social media for good, and I'm checking myself into a wellness facility to try to get a handle on my mental health. I am losing my phone within the hour. I love you all. To the people sending me the death threats, you win. So so now he's the victim again. Uh, of course. So yes. one thing that I find very disgusting about this behavior is the reason why people are so upset about this, and we talked about it whenever the story broke, um, clearly this guy has no understanding of the way that people have been affected by suicide in the past. Right. He's been an advocate for mental health. That's one of the things that came out whenever he, you know, said that he, of his unfortunate supposed passing at the time. And it's a wave effect. Like, you have a public, I mean, figure to a degree, right? And if you behave that way, it kind of almost just diminishes everything that every everyone is going through who's actually experiencing that sort of pain and suffering. Yes, if you're leveraging the mental health 
for attention, you're a dirtbag. Yes. And that's why I have a problem with all this. And Absolutely. he's pretending to be a victim again. And this whole, like, you win. You win. Like, uh, also, who's also, sending so, this guy hate messages? So, so what like, are whatever. you saying? Exactly. So that you win is even gross. Because what is that insinuating? Right. That you're now going to actually kill yourself? Nobody wants you to do that. That's why everybody was so upset when we started talking about this in the first place. Nobody wants anyone to ever think that way about themselves. That that's the that's the best way out of a scenario the you win is gross and it honestly is just as gross as the pretend death yeah it's all it's all gross all the way around i just hope that little guy can get the help that he needs and then shut up <laughs> this is david mahoney when you're looking for love hey baby you want then all the wrong places you want to see what a mistake looks like it's the missed connection inspection on david mahoney so, Audrey, I take great offense to the fact that you don't appreciate the misconnection inspection. Here we are sharing these tales of people that are in love, and this one is entitled Cupid's Arrow Lands at Target Edition. Listen, Dave, I don't dislike the misconnection inspection. I just like the people who are trying to search for love on this platform when there are so many other probably easier options to find people. Look, they're shooting their shot, and they're they're casting a wide net, and we wish them the best of luck. I think they enjoy failure. Maybe, maybe. Gluttons for Punishment. This first one is entitled Nice Girl at Target. This is a man for a woman. I was shopping at Target and added a couple extra A's in there. (laughs) You were kind enough to assist me. I would like to return the kindness. I am the older white male, white hair, mustache, goatee, and you are a younger Asian with the red skirt and khakis. Red skirt and khakis. Red shirt and khakis because she works there. She's got to wear the red shirt. So he he had a number of misspellings in here. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Uh, Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Horrible guy. Can't spell well. Not sure if you want that as a father figure for your potential future children. Mm -hmm. If you can't uh, sit down and teach him the ABCs, what can you do? You know. This one is also a target. This is a woman for a man. You are the older gentleman wearing denim shorts, a black shirt, and sneakers. You had a few streaks of white in your hair, but very good looking and in good shape. I saw you, but did not approach, and I regret it. Would like to get to know you and see if there's anything that you would like to talk about. I'm sure there's a lot of buildup that you would like to release. Oh. Everyone, what the hell? Whoa. Every, everyone needs to decompress sometimes. If this is you, let me know so that we can get to know each other. You can't be talking filthy like that at a Target. What are you? What? What? This went from, hey, you're handsome and good looking. I would like to talk to you to just like. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Build up. <laughs> Gross. How about this one? Full figured girl at Target. This is a man for a woman. I was at Target a few weeks ago, and I was standing in line, and we started chatting about inflation and other things going on in the world. You had your daughter with you, so we couldn't talk much. You were a brunette heavyset woman. In a good way, though. I enjoyed talking with you. Hopefully, we can chat more. You know what's funny about this is, like, I don't I don't care about any of these things. All I'm thinking about is me going to Target. <laughs> This is great advertisement for Target. I like all I'm hearing is Target over and over and over again. I'm like, wow, like I should get a Starbucks later and just go peruse. And just uh, cruise around. Just cruise around. (laughs) Oh, God. I love Target so much. And the last one here is Landy at Target. Show me those feet. This is a man for a woman. I was lucky enough to catch your name at the Starbucks at the Southwest Target. After you got your coffee, you stood there scrolling your Target app. I was admiring everything about you, but didn't want to be the one that was, you know, peeking at your phone. But that's when I dropped my eyes down to your shoes. I know you're hiding some beautiful little toes under those sneakers. Why else would you wear them? I get it. Your feet are likely your best asset, and why would you just show those off for free? Lucky for you, I am no freeloader. Average dirty feet picks, I'll pay $100, but clean feet picks get you $200. Beautiful clean picks with a fresh pedicure, I will go up to $500 to $1,000. Send me a photo of your face with your feet so I can know it's Landy. Then we can talk about money. FYI, I will only use Cash App. No, no, no. The beauty of feet pics is that you don't have to show your face Mm, next to the toes. Also, what a limber woman that would be to show your face next to the feet. (laughs) I mean, for $1,000, though, I might try. Break a hit. I ain't stretched like that in years. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. You know, there's some crimes that make a whole lot of sense. There's some crimes that don't make any sense. And this one is one of the latter. Uh, There is a 75-year-old man who, um, you know, kind of looks, if he wasn't all, you know, beat up here. Looks pretty good for seventy five. Uh, Dave, what do you what do you classify as pretty good looking for a seventy five years old man? Like, well, look, well, I mean, based on the rest of this story, I I would think that he would look rougher at seventy five. In fact, I would 
think that he probably wouldn't be around anymore at 75, considering that he's doing things like this. Uh, his name is Michael. He's 75 years old. He was spotted on some surveillance footage getting onto a docked boat in Florida while its owner was sleeping. So, you know, if you're on a boat and you're the owner and then there's somebody that gets on the boat, like that's got to be real disconcerting, well, right? scary. Uh, he was seen sifting through the owner's belongings, but surprisingly did not take anything with him. So this guy at 75 years old goes onto somebody else's boat, rummages through a whole bunch of stuff, but then doesn't take anything. But he did leave something behind. Did he poop on the boat? He pooped on the boat. Did he really? He did. He I mean, pooped. that was a shot in the dark. He pooped on the on not only the boat, but on the dock as well during ah. his burglary attempt. So maybe uh, he got nervous. You know that sometimes whenever you're like about to get on like a, a roller coaster or something yeah. and you feel like you're gonna you got a little High rumbly in your belly, yeah. you get mm-hmm. nervous. Maybe he was just that was his first time thieving and mm. he wasn't quite prepared and he just Got the nervous poops. Didn't know what he was looking for. (laughs) Did some rummaging around. But what's really amazing to me is that he pooped on the dock, got on the boat, rummaged around, didn't find anything, pooped again. Pooping on the dock of the bay. <laughs> like you, the you had a, a double barrel loaded up and like just didn't know it, or <laughs> I hate that you call it a double barrel. Well, who has that just on draw? Like what <gasps> you you started pooping and stopped pooping before you were done pooping, and then you pooped again. Well, okay, so this guy didn't really take anything, and he clearly is remorseful. He pooped everywhere, mm, so did. we just we arrested him. Um. So yeah, well, it wasn't too hard to find him because when the cops arrived at the scene, the victim pointed out the suspected burglar that he had seen on the surveillance video and said, that's him. He was still there, just sitting on one of the benches at the marina. Oh, poopy butt. Yeah, and you know he didn't wipe <laughs> either. How could you? Yeah. I mean, do you, do you, like, just go down and you sort of, like, just... Get in the water, get man. Get in the water and just kind of rub it Squishy, around a little bit. Yeah. That's why I don't like lakes. That's why I don't like rivers. That's why I don't like the ocean. Too much poo floating around. <laughs> we got all, what was his name? Yeah, Michael. Mole poop Michael. Mole poopy butt Michael. Mole poopy butt Michael. Just pooping everywhere, not wiping, and then jumping into your lakes. This is David Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for David Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. When your wife says that she's going to take her mom instead of you, that is for sure a trap. Because you know they're just going to talk crap about you the whole time and saying how bad of a dad you are and everything. So, yeah, it's a trap. Message deleted. I'm fully aware of the trap. The question is, is it worth stepping in the trap if I know the consequences? So, but it doesn't make you, like, nervous or paranoid whenever you get invited somewhere and then you bail out and then you know that they're going to talk about you? I don't care at all. I mean, I won't think about it at all. If I'm at home <laughs> watching football on the couch, enjoying myself a cold beverage. And, talk and talk all day. <laughs> yeah, you should just chat away. Go ahead. Now, my ears are itching. I'll just turn off the TV. Doesn't bother me one bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. See, I get so paranoid. I mean, like, I don't, I, I've not had this specific experience because I'm usually one on your wife's side where uh-huh. I'm like, sure, if you don't want to go, you don't have to go. Um, I'm so that person too. Um, but I will say that if I'm ever in a scenario where I know that like people are going to be there without me, I do get a little nervous. About them talking? About being little gossipers. Yeah, they have plenty of time to talk trash about me if they want to. Go ahead. <gasps> Doesn't bother me. What would they say about you if they would say something? I, it would just be like, I'm, I'm just very surprised that David didn't come to the zoo today. <laughs> just surprised. It's not, you know, I understand he wants to watch the games. I'm just a little surprised. No, brought, I'm not angry. You I could just... have brought your wine in a <laughs> yeah. Stanley Cup. Yeah, again, I, I don't know if, if we're, I'm kind of choosing a lane here. Like, good dad, bad dad. <laughs> There's no, like, middle of the road. Like, hey, I'm at the zoo, but I'm drunk at 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't you a bad dad for choosing to stay one Sunday. I mean, you got to pick your one Sunday. You can't have like every Sunday. I would like, like you to be my attorney at law. <laughs> for sure. Yes. I mean, I'll advocate for you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll try. I might lose, Just but I'll try. Bill me. Please leave a message after the tone. I find it extremely annoying to hear radio hosts like yourselves constantly saying, you know, at various points in a sentence. I was cured of this by my ex-wife decades ago when she told me she counted the you-knows in a short period of time. Why can't you guys and women talk without the you-knows? Message deleted. Weird that you got divorced. You seem so great. 
Hey, I'm great, and I was divorced, too. Yeah, I mean, I've been there. Um. <laughs> I feel like it's a character builder. No, this that's... guy got some character development post-divorce here. You that, know. That's how people talk, man. Yeah, I do feel you like know? there is something to be said about humanness, Um a hundred percent because the likes, the ums, the you knows, the literallys, that makes the, the me a likes millennial. likes are the ones that I think are really obnoxious. Well, I mean, you like, are whatever f- then. Like, I mean, I don't, I, li- I literally could like <laughs> care less because I am 32 years old and I'm going to talk like a 32 year old. You know, uh, see, it's just, you don't realize you do it. First of all, if you're looking for a reason to be annoyed by us, you will absolutely find one. I'll give yeah. you more. You bet. I'll you, double down. Come, come hang out with me. You'll be like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't shower. Where did, you, where did that come from? I just said something that I knew would make you mad. <laughs> that was so mean. <laughs> so I don't know if I want to thank you guys or curse you guys for what you've done because every time I listen to the show now, I pick out what's going to be on Bloober Reel. Like, I heard Audrey try to say due diligence and turned it into due duty, hoping maybe she doesn't make the blooper reel. And you've changed the show forever. Thank you or F you. I'm not sure which one. Love you guys. Bye. Message it's deleted. like ballet. It's what I learned in ballet. And I was only in it for like a year. You just keep on dancing. Just keep on dancing. Maybe they won't notice. <laughs> maybe they won't it's notice. It's so brutal, man, <laughs> with, the, with the blooper reel. Because every week we feature, if you haven't heard it, our not-so-fine moments where we're just stumbling and bumbling our way through whatever we're trying to say. And I'll look over and I'll see just Chris writing down. I'm like, oh, well, people help. Caught it. I said fo- foliage. No, no, no. No, I said foilage. Foilage, yeah, And he foliage. said, what is foilage? You have some weird, like, kink for tinfoil? And I was like, no, man. You're I like, no, to- at least I don't think I do. Maybe. And I still, you know what's so beautiful about me mm. is that I'll hear you correct me, Doesn't and it's matter. still going to be foilage. That's the sure is. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, boy, I'm already real tired of hearing all about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, but I don't think we're going to be able to stop hearing about it in any time. And, Audrey, you had a really interesting point the other day when, you know, the the, the, the appearance first happened for Taylor Swift at the game. And, you know, you're like, this is, this is going to be a really big deal for Travis Kelsey. And, I mean, obviously, when it comes to pound-for-pound pound star that's out there right now, it's not even close. I mean, Taylor Swift is arguably the biggest star in the world. Taylor Swift eclipses Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift might be as popular as the NFL. I would, I mean, and people probably are scoffing at that because you might not necessarily be a Taylor Swift fan. And that's what really annoys me about just like fandoms because you cannot knock the fact that I think Mahoney said it the other day, her tour is an economy of it, like in and of yeah. itself. Yep. She's able to pay her fleet of people who are uh, on her tour. 18-wheeler drivers. Yeah, yes. She gave them each a $100,000 bonus. Bonus on top mm-hmm. of what they're already getting paid. I mean, she, I would dare to say her tickets on an average show cost more than a general seat oh, no, at an NFL game. No question. I mean, my, my wife was looking at tickets to the Taylor Swift show because that's the thing, too, is like it's not just like kids that like Taylor Swift. There's all, like, my wife is 39 years old and like there, there's... 45-year-old women that I know that are also huge Taylor Swift fans. I mean, it's Taylor like Swift, multi-generational. She has been a celebrity since she was 16. She is now like 34. But the the tickets <laughs> for her show, I mean, good ones were like going for $1,500 a piece. I mean, you can get, you know, like 50-yard line tickets for, for a lot of teams for that sort of money. I mean, that's a ton of money. And that's every single show that she was playing all over the world. She is also having the effect that comparing it to the NFL, where if you can't get a seat for a game, you'll watch it out in the parking lot, yeah. right? People tailgate. People are starting and have been doing that for Taylor Swift concerts. They just want to be able to hear from the outside of the club looking into the show, right? Like, there's no screens, really. There's nothing like that that's happening on the outside other than just the noise of the show. And people are just dressing up and still that's, just wanting to be a part. That, and that's exactly how it felt like in college for us. If we didn't have tickets to the game, you'd still go tailgate. Right. You'd wear your you know school colors and you know maybe there was a TV somewhere in the parking lot. Maybe not. You know, didn't really matter. It was just about being around it. And yeah, I mean, as somebody that's a huge NFL fan and not really a Taylor Swift fan, it seems ridiculous to even think that she's got this sort of influence. But every single sports show for the last few days now on every sports network has been talking about almost nothing but Taylor Swift. And you know what's really interesting about this? 
Because, I mean, we know that Taylor Swift has dated or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, as somebody who's 34 you should do. be doing. Yeah. Um, but she's dated so many kind of like meh people recently yeah. that you kind of are wowed by the fact that she's with Travis Kelsey. Like, I feel like we haven't heard of her trying to date someone who's like even kind of remotely on her level in a really long time. I mean, she just recently broke up with some, I don't know, blonde guy who is like six foot average dude. Like, I think he also is a celebrity of some candor. Like, I really don't know his background, but they broke up within the year. And now seeing her with Travis Kelsey, it's like, oh my God, that's two superstars together. Yeah, it's a power couple. Yeah, and we love that sort of thing. Yes. It's having a huge effect for Travis Kelsey, which is where I was going with all this, his jersey sales have exploded because Taylor Swift fans, you know, they have activated. And they're saying that since the appearance at the game on Sunday at the NFL shop, his jersey sales saw a 400% spike in sales. So what does that mean for him? I don't know what kind of percentage people get off of their likeness in the NFL. Like, I mean, does he get a piece of that pie or is that just like... uh, Fanatics no. who are getting all of it. No, yeah, I'm sure that that whoever the player is, if it's their name and their jersey that's being sold, that they're going to get a piece of that. So, yeah, I mean, financially, great decision for Travis Kelsey to kind of lean into this and, you know, kind of play the doting, like, I would love to, you know, have her come to a game and then she's there and maybe she's getting snuck in and out because of Because don't you just feel like to some degree we're getting duped? Oh, like, I sure. feel like to some degree I yes. feel like we're getting played. They're, they're I, playing us for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I, but if they're friends throughout all of this, like, that's cool too. Here but for I'd it. Maybe they end up it. being a couple and maybe not. But, like, go ahead. Like, yes, be over the top. Travis Kelsey went and rented out an entire restaurant after the game for them to party in. You're like, I'm here for all of this. Have as ridiculous fun. They're as it young. Is. Yes. Have fun. You're young and you're rich and you don't take yourself too seriously. I love it. This is David Mahoney. When your lifetime goal is to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand, it's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On David Mahoney. There is this magical place that many people dream of going. And no, I'm not talking about Disneyland. I'm talking about the villages in Florida. That's where I dream of retiring one day because... I don't like being bored. I mean, you know a lot about me, Audrey. I'm just kind of constantly in motion, you know, just love their You do be not s- like silence. I hate silence. I love when there's activity around, even if I'm not directly involved in it. Just like to sit back and observe. And the villages just is the gift that keeps on giving. And a wife has been sentenced because she lives in the villages, uh, pulled down her husband's shorts at a town square in the villages. She pants him. She pants him. She's 53. She was found passed out about 11 o'clock at night on a sidewalk at the town square. When officers arrived at the scene, she pulled herself up onto a bench. A puddle was running from the bench onto the sidewalk. And Why her do jeans they have were, to? Her, her jeans were saturated is the word Why'd they used. They have to do she became belligerent, like started using foul language towards the police, and she was staggering, struggled to walk. Her husband arrived at the scene and attempted to take her home. However, she screamed obscenities and jumped in and out of the vehicle. So the cops were going to let her go. This lady passes out and pees herself. Starts cursing out the cops, and still they're like, "Hey, can you can you come get your wife, Carrie, Carrie Ann?" This is a pretty crappy husband, if I'm gonna be real. What do you mean a crappy husband? He showed up to the scene to help her, and she's screaming obscenities and jumping in and out of the vehicle. Like, I'm gonna tase you, honey. So I get that she's blackout. Uh huh. Sometimes you pee your pants when you blackout. I don't understand why she was left. <laughs> Why did he leave her? Oh, so we don't know if he left her or if she was on her own. And then... Well, he had to have been with her no, if he pantsed, no, if no, she got no. pantsed by him. The officers then said, okay, we're going to take her into custody. And the, the husband went over to try to help her up. And that's when she shorts him. Oh, so he didn't by le- accident pants. Maybe. Okay. She, uh, she ended up serving 12 days in jail before her husband bailed her out. Dang, he was he, big mad. He let her sit in jail for... 12 days. (laughs) What was her name again? Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann had one too many margs with the girls. Yeah. What's funny is that one too many times. Her last name is Grabber. (laughs) Carrie Ann Grabber. Oh, man. Grabbing them shorts. You know, it's serendipity. (laughs) This is Dave and Mahoney. Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833 Yo Dummy. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Hi guys, just like to say you guys are very good at what you do. Uh, it's obviously the show's not scripted. You guys bounce off each other and do that without talking over each other, which is a talent in itself. It's obviously your guys are having a lot of fun. It's just not my style, but uh, I'll tell you, you guys have great music going for you, and that's nice. 
so I'll keep on I'll keep on listening to the music. Bye bye. Message deleted. I'm so confused. Wait, so what? <laughs> That started out so great. Like, hey, this is, you guys do everything well that you try to do. Uh, fantastic chemistry. You don't talk all over each other. I just hate it. That's like, that's like, <laughs> it was the most polite criticism we've yeah. ever had you in the history what? of this show. I'll take it. Whatever. I mean, at least you, you thought it out. You've obviously listened and you're sticking around because you like the music. Sure. I would have rather he yelled at us, though, because then we have yeah, something to work with. I know. What would the alternative be? So what what would you say is for you? And also, if you are that easy to please while also being disappointed, we would be a really good match. <laughs> What's the first inappropriate for your age movie you remember watching? Not a porno, though. Message deleted. What was that Ooh, one? The one. Rosie O'Donnell movie? Oh, the, the Garden of the e Eden. Exit, exit to Eden for Mahoney. I, he, that's mine, too. You both had your sexual awakening to really? Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> that's sad. Literally. Uh, I had no idea that it was her, but it was the... the uh, Br the, the brush scene. Oh, boy. He was getting spanked by brush. The uh, the crescent roll butter scene. <laughs> Arachnophobia for me. I, I was told not to watch it. Went over to my friend's house. His mom went to work or whatever, and so he had it, and it scared the hell out of me. I think we were talking inappropriate, though. Not no, inappropriate for age. Okay. For okay. age. And, like, for me, that like that movie. Kind of. Yeah, way too scary for me at, at that point in life. Really? So yeah. then mine would be probably the Scream movie or the scary movies. Oh, yeah. Is that what they were? The Scream movies? Scream yeah, Scream movies. 3, I think, came out whenever I was in second grade. And for whatever reason, the chick, it was like a chick's birthday party that I went to, and she took us all to go see that in the theaters. I cannot go into public bathrooms without looking up for Vince, thinking that some creepy Somebody's masked man is going to come down. Dave, yeah. how old were you when you saw Porky's? Oh, man. That, that was definitely my first one. I remember my dad showing me Porky's, and I learned some things about sex in that movie. So, yeah, somebody in the chat said Porky's, Basic Instinct is popping up, The oh, Exorcist. Yeah, Basic the, Instinct. The, yeah, the, the, the movie X, I mean, Ring 2. That's, wow. Friday the 13th at four years old. Ugh. Dave, I feel like we need to unpack this with Chris. Why? What? Your, your dad sat you down. He's like, listen, I don't want to have to talk to you about sex. Just watch Porky's. Honestly, he never did. So I never? Never, I never had the talk. So so Porky's was the talk. Porky's okay. was the talk. I tried to organize the professional hide-and-seek tournament, but it was a complete failure. Good players are hard to find. Message deleted. What's with all the bad jokes Puns, on the voicemail yeah. today? Is it because Mahoney's not here? We just need somebody to, <laughs> <laughs> somebody to be funny. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So, Audrey, as the uh, the dog owner on the show, I have a question for you when it comes to taking your little Elmo out into public places with other dogs. Okay, some people are probably not going to agree with what I'm going to say, but go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, um, I mean, I know we've had some listeners call in who say that they hate whenever people bring their dogs to restaurants, even though it's a dog-friendly restaurant. So I don't, I don't really understand that, especially if you're out on a patio um, what have you. I bring Elmo with me to the grocery store. I bring her with me to run errands. I mean, I she's small enough to where I just put her in the little baby seat in most like shopping carts and she sits and behaves. Now, um, I think that people would probably also be like, well, is she a service dog? She's not. She yeah. just sits there and I have no problem with that. If you have a generally well-behaved dog, I don't care if you bring your dog around. Mm, same. Um, dogs and kids kind of line up. Like, Absolutely. If your kid is acting like an absolute wackadoodle. <laughs> yeah, your kid is annoying, and I wish that you would take it away. I have Put no problem with kids in and of themselves, just like <laughs> dogs. Like, if your dog is there, your dog is well-behaved, why would I care if your dog is there? I love dogs, just like I love kids. But if your kid's an a-hole... Your kid's an a-hole. Get actually, it under control. It actually has made me want to, I've talked about it before, really thinking about getting a stroller for Elmo. I will fight you. Well, because a lot of times, I was re recently at a farmer's market, and there were dogs who were walking around who were kind of lunging at some of the other dogs. And these dogs could probably be generally well-behaved dogs, but they're still animals. So yeah. you bring them around, and they sense something weird. And I just... Elmo is delicate, mm, and I think she, she deserves to be pushed around. 
So the, the, this is actually the reason that I bring it up. So there's this new Paw Patrol movie that's coming out. My kid's very excited. Uh, but they decided they are going to do a little uh, pre-screening of the new Paw Patrol movie, and they wanted to invite people with their dogs because it's Paw Patrol, you see. It's see, a dog but thing. There is such a lack of self-awareness with people and with their pets and, like you said, Dave, children, that I feel like somebody would be like, oh, yeah, this dog will be fine, and then bring the dog, and it would just cause complete chaos. So this happened in L.A. at uh, Griffith Park, and they they wanted to have a, a Guinness World Record-breaking audience. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. <laughs> uh, the previous record was 199 dogs, and they invited and had 219 dogs in attendance for the uh, pre-screening of the new Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, in partnership with the L.A.-based Best Friends Animal Society. And again, in concept, that seems really cute. In execution, I feel like that would be really annoying. What are they going to do when some dog has to go potty? Yeah, they're just going to start peeing everywhere. I was trying to make another Paul joke. Oh, potty. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs> 